0: That's all I got to say. There was Jesus. Every mountain. Every valley. There was Jesus. In the shadows of the alleys. There was Jesus. In our waiting and in our searching In our healing and in our hurting, there he was, like a blessing buried in our broken pieces. Every minute, every moment, where we've been, where we're going, here's the best part. Even when we didn't know him or couldn't even see him, there was Jesus. There was Jesus, Jesus, the name above all names. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Father. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to you, Heavenly Father. Jesus, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us when we were dead in our sins and our transgressions. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and making a way for us. We were separated from the life of our Father in heaven, and you came You came, not your will, but his be done. And it is because of your mercy, it is because of your grace that we are here today. All we are, all we ever could possibly be is you. We are nothing without you. We can do nothing but live for ourselves without you, Father. Oh dear God, help us to truly repent truly repent of every area in our own individual lives. We cannot turn as a nation, Father God, without turning ourselves. We cannot. Father, if we do not know what your heart says about life issues, about uh, pornography issues, about anger issues, we need to desperately seek you. We need to turn to your ways, your truth, Your truth, God alone, needs to rule our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We can no longer talk. We have to live for you. That is the only thing that's going to turn any community, any household, any nation, Father. It's through you. God, help us. Give us the courage Give us the courage to no longer just be mere talk, but the power of your kingdom and the glory and the honor that is worthy your name. God, help me, help me. Help me. I only want you to be smiling down on me. You're all that matters. That's all I want. Let it be said of us, Father, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Wow. I can see why he would not have told me I was going to do that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> to know Jesus to know Jesus is to truly be alive. So much of our lives we spend in this temporal, consumed with ourselves and our own desires, our own lust, bragging about we ha- what we have and what we do and what we own and where we're going. And we have forgotten that the kingdom of heaven is seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness first and everything will be added to us as well. there is no way that darkness can exist without light being shut off for generations in this nation there is no possible way light makes no effort it's a flick of the switch and darkness is gone because the light has collided and the darkness has to go salt doesn't work at being salt it's salt it preserves it nourishes it flavors salt is yeast Paul talked a lot about the kingdom of heaven and how it was going and it was doing and it was spreading as it was called to do yeast moves yeast goes through dough and it causes it to grow it causes it to spread so you can actually have bread We talk, and this is hard for me because I like everyone to like me. I like everyone to be my friend, okay? That's where I am in myself. And the Lord says, you're going to deliver what I tell you to say. Do we dare allow the spirit of the living God to whisper what he alone has the power and the authority to tell about what our individual lives are really about? Do we dare allow him The authority that he already has, and ask him, Father, how do you see me? Am I really just existing as the light of the world? Am I really simply existing as a salt of the earth? Really? Everywhere I go because of your spirit, am I making a difference for life? Am I really? He'll tell you because he is so concerned about the prodigals. The most beautiful day of my week, I love my life, I'll tell you that, I love it, but the most beautiful day of my life is to go into the jail on Wednesday nights and to be reminded of the intense love for those women that God has in me and through me for them, that they are the reason I live. The prodigals to come back. For them to understand that while they are He still is Jesus, and he never, ever, 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 until their last dying breath, he will never stop wooing them. He won't. He won't. I love this. (laughs) I'm sorry. You can ask my husband how many days I've been travailing about this. (gasps) Ask the ladies at work. I've been getting kind of irritable the past week, too. To love him is to obey him, right? To love him is to walk in his commands, not talk. And I really feel like the Lord wants me to caution each and every one of us. We're really on that verge of pharisaical living in the church Very, very, very much on the border because light, salt, and yeast, it does what it was set out to do. And the darkness that we see raging within our nation is not because light is shining bright. And I would challenge all of us to stop getting baited into the conversations and the agendas and the animosity, even justifying because it's Jesus we love, but we don't sound loving We need to simply be light, be salt, and be yeast. Just be, because our lives are surrendered to him. We love him, so obeying his word, it's just a product of our life. You obey him because you love him. And to change is what the kingdom of heaven is about. You cannot think the same as you did the day you were engrafted into the vine of all life, you cannot be the same person. It's not even possible. He's Jesus Christ. He is the living word. He has been sent from the Father above. His spirit is within us, a light that has no darkness. There's no shadow in him. There's nothing dark. So to say we are Jesus to this world, what are we reflecting? I just, that's for me myself. What are we reflecting in this life? The next generation, our heart my heart is sober. I'll say it for me. My heart is sober at the condition of the next generation of believers. It's very, very challenging to me because they don't seem to really, 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 really love their king. And yet, it's usually the generation before and before that has caused them to believe he's less than the king. So it's on me. It's on me. And what did I demonstrate? That he's not their all. You know what I love about Jesus, what I love about his spirit? He comes in and he dwells within us and as jars of clay... (laughs) That is just so wonderful to me, right? The treasure of the kingdom of heaven dwells within jars of clay. And why? To show you and me and the lost world that this all-surpassing glory is from God Almighty and not from any human being. Right? We overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony, by the blood of the Lamb. That's the necessity of making sure what we're reflecting in this day. Is it really Jesus? I was reminded yesterday, part of my testimony, you guys all know I was a a miserable wretch, I was found. But part of that testimony is we went to see my parents yesterday, my dad's birthday. And there were years where my parents didn't talk to me because they didn't know what to do. And I was destroying them. I destroyed a lot of things in my life. And my mother and my dad sent a message for me on the way home yesterday. And it brought me to tears. I don't care whether it was over 20 years ago that I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. It's like it was today for me. And the kind words that my mother and my dad spoke to me made me cry. You can ask Bill. It made me weep in gratefulness and thankfulness of heart that the kingdom of heaven is alive and well in me. He said, Jennifer, you will go honor your parents this weekend. You're called to do that. This isn't like an option. You get to honor, you get to honor your parents. You can ask Bonnie. She, was, I, I, she hired me. She, I was the first job, right, at the pregnancy center when I was a real major rock, I'm going to tell you. And she mentored me. And she would tell me, because I was angry and I was bitter about my parents for years. How could they love me and turn from me if they loved me? Where were they? Where were they when I was beaten and abused? Where were they at the point that I chose to end the life of my son? Where were they? Right? And yet I get it. I get it. God bless them. I don't know how they survived me in those days. And Bonnie would minister life to me. And she goes, when's your dad's birthday? When's your mom's birthday? When's your mom and dad's anniversary? Did you call your parents? And I'm like, I ain't calling them. In three and a half years, and you know what God did so I could try to get away from it not doing it? He made her wedding anniversary the same day as my parents'. So I believe there was Jesus even on the day she got married because he knew she was going to encounter me and I was going to need to minister love and life to my parents on their anniversary every year. And she still asked me, did you remember your parents' anniversary after 20 years? Now she doesn't have to because God has worked his kingdom in and out of my heart and my life for so many years that I cannot fathom not honoring my mother and my dad every day of my life. I can't even imagine it, because I am a changed person. I am a new creation. The old went and hit the highway, and the new came. And we should all be able to testify of that. The event in Washington on thank you. The event in Washington on Friday night was a lot of people testifying. That's what a lot of the messages were testifying of their personal change with Jesus Christ. So you're not all gifted, right? You're not all going to speak like I speak. This is God. He owns it, right? You, but you're going to speak because you've been given a word of a testimony. And I ask you, when's the last time you shared your testimony with the people that really need it? We come here because I call this the best pep rally for Jesus Christ. It encourages us. We hear a wonderful message. We're underneath leaders that guide us and teach us. And we're encouraged to go out. But our testimony isn't for people that are already God's. For the lost world. So I challenge you. I believe God in me challenges you. How long has it been since you shared the word of your testimony with the lost, with the prodigals that need to come home? Are we so busy with our lives that we don't even ask? Bill and I, we're itching to get away next weekend. Our lives have gotten full throttle busy, right? But since this weekend, or watching that show, it's like, wait, we used to ask God what he thought about our time, right? And we automatically think, well, of course God wants you to have a vacation. Well, not if he knows a neighbor's coming to our door next weekend and he doesn't want us to be gone, right? It's a different way of thinking. doesn't mean we're not going on vacation. It means it's a different way of thinking, To be faithful on this earth is what we're called to be, to God. The blood of Christ frees us from everything that will ever hinder us. And now we fight and we need to be determined to speak for Jesus Christ everywhere we go. And we need to be willing to serve Jesus at any cost. You know, we, we say, well, maybe we'll lose our freedoms, right? And we say it like really nonchalant. I'm reading this Decision magazine, right, from Franklin Graham Ministries. I'm reading, I don't know, maybe it's not from that. But I'm reading this and I'm thinking, do we know what we stand to lose this time? Oh my goodness, you guys, religious freedom. And we talk really easy because we have been so accommodated within this western church. There are brothers and sisters in the country dying right now for the name of Jesus Christ. Hiding for the name of Jesus Christ. Watching their children being burned alive. So they forsake the name of Jesus Christ. Are we ready for that? You know, we think, well, we're getting out of here. Well, wouldn't that be convenient? This nation has been given the greatest freedom of any nation in this world. We have had the ability to do, and we do good things for Christ. But we have had the ability to do so much more for the kingdom of heaven. And instead, we have hidden the righteous things of God in ungodly behaviors we have a Holocaust in our nation called the unborn. We no longer we have allowed confusion, a spirit of confusion, to come in to men and women in regards to their gender. We have allowed marriages to break down, and we don't offer hope and solutions to these broken people. There are people. We, we, I forgot the statistic about the amount of men and women committing suicide from our military. The addictions, the drug abuse. The shelters are full from the homeless. Yeah, there's something we need to do. This took a total turn. I love the Lord. He is just so awesome. It comes by denying ourselves taking up our cross daily and following him. The cross back in the day of Christ symbolizes already condemned. Okay? And maybe we have forgotten that the reality of each and every one of our lives before Jesus was we were already condemned. Right? We were already condemned. That's why Jesus had to come. I tell the ladies in the jail, I tell the women at the pregnancy center, listen, don't look to me. I'm simply older than you. I simply started my race 22 years ago. So what? I'm still running. You're just here at the beginning, and and the gun's just getting ready to fire, but it's up to me to guide you so you keep running for Jesus Christ because your story is your story. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. But we must choose daily to sacrificially follow Jesus Christ. We must choose every day of our lives, you guys, between denying of ourselves and our selfish desire or following Jesus and allowing his spirit to sanctify us through and through. And not for (laughs) ourselves, but so that his kingdom will be made known on this earth. So that light and salt and yeast will happen. We reflect the very image of Jesus Christ, not for ourselves, but so that the prodigals can come home. That's how we bring the Lord glory. Jesus talked a lot to the people of the day, right? They thought they knew him. They talked a talk. But he said, you know, if you really were my disciples, you would bear fruit. Showing yourselves to be mine. There's going to be many on that day that say, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? Woo! Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we do awesome miracles in your name? And he's going to say, wow, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of iniquity. Oh my goodness, how can that be? People that knew the name of Jesus Christ, they knew about demonic oppression, they knew about miracles. They knew. You don't just quote, ask, ask the women in jail how often, they quote Jesus' name. Right? These were people that knew him. He didn't know them. Oh God, let it not be said of us. Let us not be the Pharisees back in the day where we're always hearing, but we're never doing. We're always seeing, but we're never moving. We're we're just here. Let it not be said of us. Darkness isn't the problem, you guys. The darkness that blinds the hearts and the minds of the prodigals, it should hurt us It should hurt us. When we see women and families walking through the grocery store, and you can tell by their speech and by the behavior of the children that they're literally broken, that they're hijacked from the life of God that can only be found in Christ Jesus. We should be heartbroken, not, oh my gosh, did you see how bratty those kids were? Wow, did you see how that guy was talking to that woman? Well, I'll tell you. Right? What good is that? What good is that? So what does that have to do with new life? (laughs) Oh, Jesus, I love him. He's fun. (laughs) That when this world rages... I actually pastor, I was going to bring my clock up here and the Holy Spirit said I couldn't do that either. So, And he told me not even to look up there, so I'm not. I said, anyway, I'm just trying to be very honest with you because God wants this woman to know that what he's speaking, it's for me too. He doesn't want me to worry about pleasing you. Or myself. He's not concerned about whether you like me when you leave. He's not concerned about whether or not you talk about how heavy of a message this was and you're angry with me. He doesn't want me to really care. It's his message, and I'm telling you, it's convicting me as it's coming out. That's how I know it's him. Amen. But I stand before you physically as the executive director of New Life Pregnancy Resource Center. That's not who I am. (laughs) When I stand in that pregnancy center with the respect of this community in my life, when I am literally... Driven by speaking kind words to people. When I sit in my office, oh my goodness. I am reminded every day it's because of his spirit that lives within me. It's because every day I surrender my life to him. It's because I know that he needed to save me. He needed to rescue me. I don't want to live for Jennifer at any turn. People see Jesus Christ. That's it. I pray that's what they see. That's all I want. That's all I have. It's everything to me. It's everything. So, I stand before you more as a sister in Christ, a woman who knows what loss feels like, a woman who knows that the grace of God is the most powerful thing that has ever, ever, ever been made known to us. The grace of the living God has made every single issue of this woman's life that once was lost, he has absolutely redeemed it, and he is continuing to redeem it by spreading into the lives and the hearts of the prodigals. And we all have a story. You don't have to be the story that I had You can have a story that I've served the living God since I was a baby. He has kept my way pure. He has kept my way holy before him. The word of God is true. It is alive. It is sharp. It is active. That is the best testimony that a human being could ever have on the face of this earth. I never strayed because of God's living grace. Oh, my word. What a powerful word. Carol Haynes, God bless her. She used to always say to me, you know, I used to judge women like you. I love her. We love Carol. She said, I don't even have a story. And I put my arm around her and I said, don't you ever say that to me. You have the story that the Word of God was set out to do, that from your youth you can serve the living God, and you can love Him with your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, every minute of your life. That is a wonderful, beautiful testimony. It's one that sets this woman an example. At New Life, we want to be known for loving life. We are New Life Pregnancy Resource Center. But the Lord has put it in my heart. I shared it with you, I believe, last time. It is New Life PRC. New Life PRC. The war that is against us as a work is huge. Because every day that we are open, we are fighting for the image bearers of God. With every thought, with every word, with every action that we hopefully demonstrate, I pray that the women, we are so on each other, we don't even realize it, but I want the women to reflect the image of Jesus. I want to reflect the image of Jesus for every man, woman, and child that walks through that door on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. I want us to shine like the stars in the universe as we hold out the word of life. We have two ladies I'm thinking of right now. They've come in in the last week or two, depressed, all different kinds of things that I don't feel I need to share. So, but they came in, and they didn't even realize why they're there. And they just come in. And we're so thankful to see them in their troubles. Oh, my goodness, isn't that why we're there? And we get to pray for them. And I have a friend that brought a plaque and it's a, a, a poem about Jesus on this picture frame. And it's been sitting in my office. And she says, I believe that someday you're going to be able to share this with someone. Well, that someone came in on Friday I, or when, and took it home with her. A woman that once was hard to the things of God. Taking home a poem for her wall about God. And asking for prayer. Prayer. Seeds planted, soil tilled up, watered, weeded. We don't get to worry about the work, we just get to do it. It's up to God, the God of the harvest, to collect. But I want it to be said of us. When He returns, were we warring for His kingdom to be made known? Really? Were we? And if you're convicted, that's good. Yeah. Doesn't feel good, does it? But it's good. I had a lady say to me, You really like to be disciplined by God, don't you? I never looked at it that way. But I think I know my nature in the carnal, it's so extreme that I could be in a ditch, like just like that. And so I think I grab a hold of, Stop it! Go here, keep your mouth closed, right? Because it keeps my nature in line with his spirit. I love the discipline of God. It shows that we're his. You guys, we can as children of the creator, as jars of clay. We cannot possibly think that we're always right. <laughs> and if we do, well, we probably need to repent of that right off the bat, right? And just when we think we know something, the Spirit of the Lord says, who are you to talk to me? Like, come on, I love your relationship, but you're, you're the created. Right? And so discipline shows a healthy relationship with the King. It's to be encouraged. It's an area for you and I to walk in more freedom. So that Jesus Christ can be changed within us. The sanctifying power of the spirit of the living God has to hit some roadblocks once in a while. So we can become more like him. I love Paul's life. He kept talking about how he just wanted, he was the worst of all. The longer he was walking with the Lord, the more he realized he needed him. That should be said of us. The deeper that God gets into our motives and and everything why we do what we do and think what we think and we should really understand how much greater we need him every minute of our existence right. and so people that are in blindness what exactly are they supposed to do have we forgotten the measure of depravity we were in in order to need rescue and reconciliation. Yeah. How many times have any of you thought in your testimonies, what was I thinking? Oh my, how could I have done that? I I used to talk like that to my parents. Oh my, I am so thankful I had the chance to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Right? I mean, we could go on and on. That is the place where the prodigal is. They don't even know that Jesus Christ is working on their behalf. They don't even see him. But they're searching. They're searching. They're waiting. They're broken. They're hurting. And in those places, the king is saying, I'm right here. Come home. And the beautiful part of the father, the son went home. That's what he did. That's not a lot of action. He went home. Maybe I'll be a servant in my father's house. Humility. He went home. The father, oh my goodness, What love has the Father lavished on you and I that we would be called sons of God and daughters of a king? He ran to each and every one of us while we were a far way off having smelled like the pigs. Living riotous living. Having our noses up in the air, right? You don't have to go out and do a bunch of evil things. You can be walking in pride and judgment and critical spirit your whole life. Thinking you're better than somebody. That's just as evil as what I lived before Jesus. It's even harder because sometimes in pride, we don't see it. We'll say, well, after all, I'm just trying to help people. Really? Right? Pride is a very deceptive monster. Wow, Lord. Wow, that's just wow. Wow, thank you, Lord. This election, we have to step back. We have to step away from the agendas. We have to step away from the raging and the insults. We have to step away from the fear and the anxieties. We have to step away from that. And we have to say, God... You said this was going to happen. Your son spoke of it. Is my life right? What do I need to repent of? We work with an agency called NIFLA. How many of you heard of NIFLA? The staff of a pregnancy center. And their husbands. (laughs) That's funny. I didn't know of it either. uh, NIFLA is the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates. They are the legal arm that has been fighting on behalf of the pregnancy care centers around our nation. Unfortunately, when I worked with Bonnie, and it was so easy to minister the gospel, it's not the day we're in. And there is an agenda against us to prove us as fake. To be told that we're really hiding the truth from these women and men. That we're being deceptive in what we do. All we are is about Jesus. Well, that is what we're about. Right? But I can tell you if you come through that door, it's, a, it's different. So there is a fight against us. Colleen Jurgensen and I, we went away to training back in August in Virginia. She being trained in sonography with NIFLA, me being trained as the director, uh, where they teach us the new laws, the new battles that are coming out against the work, how to manage these pregnancy centers going medical, how to discredit the lies about the work we do. And many, many other things for days were there, and it's a wonderful talent. But the president and the vice president of NIFLA said something in a webinar that really, really bothered me as a director. And they said that they're very troubled. They, for the first time in the years that I've worked with NIFLA, at this training, both the president and the vice president who deal with the... They were in the Supreme Court in 2019, and they won a huge case for the state of California Pregnancy Care Center that would ultimately affect our work as well here in Gaylord, Michigan. But they were moved to tears this August. They said that they have the utmost respect for the people that are doing the work at pregnancy care centers and the people that are backing them but they're very concerned because they don't feel as if the American people really understand what we're about ready to lose. And they're not being fear mongers and they're not against anything. They're stating truth of what they see happening within the courts, within our government. We need to step away. They stated, I'm sorry, they stated that Right now, it is only 29% of professing Christians are voting. Wow. Wow. Maybe we're looking too much at the candidates and we're not looking to the heart of God. Maybe we don't remember how God would you use just and unjust leaders throughout Scripture? Maybe we don't remember that God spoke through a donkey. Maybe, no, I didn't say nobody's a donkey, right? <laughs> I knew that was going to be taken that way. I did not mean that at all. Sorry, Lord. I didn't mean that. <laughs> he just humbled me right there. Maybe we have forgotten that what this nation was founded on was God. What we cared about was what God had to say about everything. We upheld the standard of male and female. We didn't allow confusion. We fought for families. We fought for men and women who are making these decisions of abortion, we fought for them with the gospel. A man and a woman that is regenerated with Jesus Christ, the unborn is immediately protected. We are facing, I would challenge you, if you're, if you're thinking I'm not voting, if you're thinking that, you need to look at the agenda of both nominees our religious freedoms, all the laws against abortion, even to the point of being born alive, these babies can be killed. Guys, these men and these women, they're going after the work of the pregnancy care centers. It's not about abortion. It's, not, it's about the fact that we fight for these men and women to be introduced to their Messiah. Messiah. We're fighting for these children to learn what it means to be loved and respected with Jesus so they can grow up in a firm foundation. And we fight for the unborn with ultrasound. That's true. But they've made it very clear what their intent is towards our work. They've made it very clear. That makes me very sad. There's over 1,400 pregnancy care centers that NIFLA works with in America, in the U.S. And 1,100 of us are, have gone medical. And they're out to shut us down. And it has nothing to do, i got to tell you about abortion. It has to do with they want to shut down the gospel. They want to shut down Jesus Christ and him alone crucified they want, they want to fight against our work and to see directors from New Mexico and Colorado and San Diego and Gaylord, Michigan, and all around the country in one room crying, crying about how far have we moved from God's perfect will in our nation. Everywhere we go, you guys, everywhere, the grocery store, the gas station, driving down the highway. We either reflect the king of kings or we don't. Our lives are making a difference every day for good or for bad. Neutral is a position It's not doing anything. Now I'm not talking about going out and ramming things over with Jesus. I'm saying that neutral is a real dangerous place. It allows a lot of compromise and stagnant living. To seek God and his kingdom and his righteousness. To be a nation that would seek that again. And let all of our other things get added to us and not seek those things and then make God fit into our box of life. That's loving life. That's what it means to love life. The Father is the gardener. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. In him is life. And in the raging and the insulting and everything, guess what we get to do? Guess what we get to do because of his spirit? Love. Joy. Peace. (laughs) Patience. Kindness. Gentleness. And self-control. That's the life we get to live no matter what's happening. That's why we get to say, be still and know that I am God. It has nothing to do with us. It has to do with, oh, Jesus, we got to stay connected. Where are you going now? Oh, right? We can't afford to sever that, going for our own selfish ambitions, our own vain conceit. I know I sound like I'm angry. I'm not. (laughs) The Lord just said I shouldn't justify that. I did that. Apologize. Let it be said of us. There's a call to action here. I was encouraged, soberly encouraged by watching what was taking place in Washington. Soberly encouraged (laughs) that we're in a Nineveh moment in America There's repentance required for us now. True, godly repentance because we have godly sorrow that leads us to repentance, not worldly sorrow because we're afraid of what could happen to our lifestyles if this happens. Godly sorrow leads us to repentance. I come to you who loves life. And can tell you that every day, there's people that Jesus is seeking for in that center. There are people, just like you and me, at one time, that come in those doors and they really, really are hearing him. And they're needing him so bad. And this ultrasound, guys, it isn't because we're against anything. It's because we love life. We want to tell these moms and dads the the answers to their questions. Am I pregnant? Well, great, let me tell you. I'm going to tell you how old is your baby. I'm going to tell you if your baby has a heartbeat. And I'm going to tell you if you're healthy. And the baby's healthy. That's what we're telling them. We love life at New Life. We're not against we are for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Pastor, I know, Pastor. I think, I think the time, but it's been in my heart. Gen Z. Oh, we got Gen Zers out here. X Gen Z. Where are we at? A QP. I don't know Gen Z. That's uh, 23, I believe, and younger, right? How many 23 and youngers we got in here? Don't be afraid. 23 and younger. All right. John, I would really like for pastor and the leaders of this church to really pray over this generation. If you're sitting in this building and if you're online, my generation is not going to be here. <laughs> Right? I'm, getting, I'm one of the olders. And I can tell you in the work that we do a few weeks back. She goes, Colleen made a, a thing. We went to a memorial service for the Unborn a few weeks back. She was. Jem, you were the youngest person there. That's really sobering, you guys. I don't think I'm old, but that's really sobering. So I would ask, honestly, if, if Pastor, however Pastor feels led to do this, For Gen Z to come here, the younger generation, 23 and younger, to come up front and let the Spirit of God do what he wants to do in your lives. That's all. Nothing. You don't have to say or do anything. But that's on my heart. So thank you.
1: Are the, are the Gen Z's here? Are you willing to come up and be prayed over? We don't want to embarrass anybody. Hallelujah. Could we have our elders come on up here? and Just line right up, would you? along so i could, yeah face me that'd be awesome god bless you guys yeah. well as jen said we're all aging and you and i i kind of prayed this over michael before he went into the the rangers he's a light where he's at and this world needs the light. As Jen so eloquently said today, kind of punching us as she said it. You're the salt. You're the light. You're, you're the yeast. Do you see yourself that way? Maybe, maybe not. But I believe that the Holy Spirit, and, and I'm, I'm feeling led, uh, and I've been feeling this for quite a while, to speak on, uh, the youth of our, our nation, of our church. Because I don't know if we've been doing a very good job of passing the mantle. And if you're at home, I, I'd speak to you as well. Uh, we want to pass the mantle today in the spirit realm. And, but that means you guys have to be willing to take it. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Because that puts the responsibility on you. Not that it relinquishes relinquishes it from us, but I mean, we still have things to do, but we're passing this on to you guys saying, look, we're looking at you as the next generation that's going to carry this light. And and just with a nod, would you, are you willing? Are you willing? Father, uh, just go ahead and, and lay hands on them if you'd like. Father, we just again, thank you. For each one here today, that you would just minister to them as only you can. This remnant that's here today, Lord, the seven that are in front of me, <laughs> God, Gen Z, we speak to you. Be filled with God's Holy Spirit and take the light to places that only you can take it. That God would give you new visions, prophetic dreams. Destinies that will unfold before you that you had no clue was going to come in your direction, but today is the day as you stand here that God is saying, I am calling you to do the miraculous, to take this light into places where it isn't, where the darkness shines. I want to eliminate that darkness in you and through you if you'll let me. And today is your day. We pass that baton to you in Jesus' name. And we thank the Lord for what He's going to do in and through you guys. Hallelujah. Lord, loose angels around them. Keep them safe. Lord, put callings on them to do the unthinkable. And Lord, we dedicate and commit each one of them today into your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. What does that mean for you? Seek Him and ask, all right? He's got a plan for you. Jen, I'm done. Thank you. God bless you guys. What a word, right? What I love about you is we never know. And, and it always sounds like it's it just came off the press, so to speak. Um, and God's moving, and you know, as I, I, wasn't, I didn't know I was doing the offering today until I got here, and I thought, oh, wait, I should probably do the offering because, <clears throat> excuse me, because I'm closing this thing. And what hit me again, and I hope you'll agree with this, but I got to get there. My phone is moving on me like it does sometimes. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You've been preaching Jesus at us all morning. That's what they do. The New Life NPC, PRC, I'm never going to get it right. I don't like acronyms, even though I give them a lot. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. We know they preach Jesus. So if somebody comes in there looking for help, they're going to hear about our loving Savior. And this is where the offering part comes in. This is from Romans 10, by the way. Verse 14. How can they call on Him to save them unless they believe in Him? How can they believe in Him if they have never heard about Him? And how can they hear about Him unless someone tells them? That's what they do. And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the Scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Jennifer, you have beautiful feet. Katie, you have beautiful feet. Colleen, you have beautiful feet. Even with the pins in them. Would you like to seed into their ministry? I got up here and I went, oh man, I forgot to get my offering up. So I had to run back and get it. So I have my offering ready. If you would like to give today, and, and we'll, um, we'll have this at the door. And here's my offering. So if you want to give to uh, New Life, just you could put that on your envelope. Put it on your check. Put it in the notation. Uh, if you're giving this way, any of these ways online... Just write in their New Life, all right? And and it'll get to them. And if you're tithing, that's fine too. Just if you want to give with your tithe, just make sure it's clear. Put New Life in there uh, with the amount that you're giving. Everything that's given to New Life today will go to the New Life uh, Pregnancy Resource Center. All right? PRC. Did I say it right? No, I didn't. I did. PRC. All right, I give up. Lord, just continue to bless this ministry. We are so proud of this woman and and her staff, Lord, as they reach the lost. Lord, as they give hope to those who otherwise don't have hope. As they give options, Lord, where they can choose life instead of death. Lord, we again pray for this offering for those that are able to give. Lord, bless them. Return it to them 30, 60, and 100 times over. We dedicate and commit the New Life Pregnancy Resource Center into your hands today, Lord. Bless them richly. And for those who heard this message today, I pray that each one of us would get out and vote. And we pray this all in your precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for giving. This concludes our service. I trust that the Lord will get you home safe. Have a great week. We love you, and we'll see you next time.